0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, there we are, it is a Sunday morning and um, you know, um, it's just the time of Pentecost and this is the final week of Pentecost and to me it's a very, very important situation. Why? Because I went through 33 years of my life without knowing anything about this. And uh, afterwards, I was actually, in a way, I was upset because I felt like I was robbed of a major blessing. I just felt in my heart that, wow, what have you been missing out of? Uh, you've, 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 you've just not been able to enjoy something which God has for the church. And I was amazed at the way that through the years, people have been sidestepping the whole issue of the Holy Spirit. And uh, to me, it was just something which was such a treasure. Come to think about it. The Holy Spirit. Yes, the Spirit of the living God would come and indwell you and I and Dwell within our hearts. Convert us into temples of the Holy Spirit. Grant us the mind of Christ. Protect us against sickness, disease and infirmity. um, Give us wisdom for daily living. It goes on and on and on. God dwelling within us. I was thinking of the word Emmanuel. God with us. The hope of glory. And here we have the glory, the spirit of glory and of God dwelling on the inside of us at Pentecost. It is the most incredible gift when God gave his Holy Spirit because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior. And I want to say this again. I want to say this uh, as many times as I can. What a great love. What an astounding love God has for us that he would go to all these lengths and literally sacrifice his own body on the cross and face death so that we could receive life and life abundantly and moreover be equipped to be able to do whatever he wants us to do. The Holy Spirit is so important to us and the word anointing of the Holy Spirit one could never separate, I've never seen a separation between anointing and Holy Spirit because it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It is literally the Shekinah, it is, it is where God dwells within us and upon us from the earliest days, and I think now of the days of uh, Jacob where he was at Bethel and he anointed the rock at Bethel and he made a vow to God. Well, I want to tell you something. When I discovered the Holy Spirit, I felt exactly the same way. I just would give anything to God. And to me, it was like, wow, Lord, it even involves my prayer life. Even the way I pray now becomes effective. In the past, it was praying. And in the past, it was like, okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's say this. Let's say that. But now the Holy Spirit had come. And I began to speak in a in an unknown tongue, a language which I did not understand, or understand, shall I say. And I, I could not for a moment even think what this all meant. Yet I knew that every time I prayed in tongues, I get the feeling of the spirit of the glory and of God, the glory of God filling my life. And I get the feeling that God is all over the place. Just in this past week, I was uh, here busy with the Lord. And uh, I actually, just in front of the table here, there's uh, a carpet and uh, uh, there are cameras there. But the cameras were not, not in my way. So I went on my knees and I began to pray to God. And I just began to thank God for the Holy Spirit. And I just, I don't know, I just had such a gratitude towards the Lord. And I realized his enormous depth of his love towards us. And I I thought, this is amazing grace. This is a miracle. This is the awesomeness of our God. And I said, I want to just say, thank you, Lord. I have no words for this, but I want to say, thank you, Lord. You're taking care of us. You're taking care of the church you taking care of our health. You're taking care of our finances. you taking care of us having wisdom. You take care, you take care, you take care. It's amazing. It's You know the song, This is Amazing Grace? Man, I tell you what, I just went on my knees and I just said, thank you, Lord. And then, as I did that, uh, I felt that a very strong presence of God came upon me. So much so that I said, Lord, this is like the early days of Lindhaven when I used to go out for the prayer meetings every morning of the week with a group of people that would join me and we did some prayer meetings and we prayed into being the Bible school and today the church. It was birthed through prayer. And I I said, Lord, you know what, this is just, I feel like I'm in Lindhaven and I feel like like even right now, I can feel the presence of God on my shoulders, everywhere, my arms. And I just said, Lord, I don't want to leave this room now. I don't want to go away. And I don't want this feeling of outright, absolute glory to leave me. So I lingered and until I couldn't linger no more and I had to go. But I kind of left with a sad note because I thought, no man, I I just I want to be with God, because obviously God has been with me. And yet, can I tell you? I, I mean, if I can, if I can only tell you that how I felt immediately touched by God, I felt um, like the problems of whatever in the world could exist just disappeared, and I felt as if uh, there is no problem. There cannot be a problem for God is now with me and who can be against me? And I, I, I tell you instantly, I felt a better man. And I wanted to share this with everybody. And you know what? This is the whole thing about the Holy Spirit. People do not understand. What I don't understand, what they don't understand, is that how can you go through, oh Lord, how can you go through life? without realizing the immense, unbespeakable value of the Holy Spirit. There's just no no way that I could explain it. There's just no way that I could face life without it. And, um, you know, uh, there was a few days that I felt like, okay, fine, I somehow or another, you know, some kind of a flu whatever. And uh, it was gone. It was gone. And I walked out here and there's another song that says, I'm on top of the world, looking down on creation. I felt just like that. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what people do not realize. This is what the church has gone through for centuries without realizing what they're missing. And therefore, for me, The Holy Spirit is so important. Now, from the earliest days, I'm going to do this in two parts, the sermon, and I'll do tonight the second part, but I I, I just have to talk to you. But you know, in the earliest days of discovering the Holy Spirit, um, I realized the enormous richness of the presence of God upon me. And I couldn't understand still can't understand that people just keep quiet about the Holy Spirit because suddenly the the inspiration that came to me, fear left me for anything. I mean for anything. From the moment I received the Holy Spirit for the first time, it's like fear became irrelevant. It really became irrelevant. And I thought to myself, okay, Perfect love towards God drives out fear. But perfect love from God towards us also drives out fear. Because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him would not perish but receive everlasting life. So His perfect love and faith works by love. His love drives out sickness, disease, coming short of any good thing. Um, you know, uh, do not know an answer to a problem wherewith I might be struggling with. Uh, It it just resolves it like a cloud that, that just disappears in front of the sunlight. And I thought to myself, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. How then? How then, how then could I have missed out on the Holy Spirit? And that's where my story begins. Because a passion took hold of me and this passion would not go away. A passion such I have never known before. I wanted to tell everybody about the Holy Spirit. I had absolutely no fear No withdrawal symptoms, no hesitancy, no shame, no coyness or shyness or embarrassment or you name it. It disappeared. And in the stead of that came this incredible boldness. I would not only at the church, like I've told before, be the first one. I listen. To. I'll let. Give me a chance. I'll, I'll. 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 do. I'll do the prayer. I'll do the prayer. But I couldn't understand how can people. You tell me, how can people full of the Holy Spirit be all coy and embarrassed and shy? Christianity becomes totally contagious in the light of his glory and grace. You cannot stop. Like the apostle says, we cannot but speak of the things which we've seen, both seen and heard when they spoke to the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem. It is impossible because you don't care about those people that stand out there. And no, don't use this name of Jesus anymore. Don't preach the resurrection from the dead. Don't do this, don't do that, stop that man, stop that man. None of that stuff. Absolutely none of it. I could not care. I wanted to. It's like I had to. Did you get me? Did you get what I said? I mean, it's just like you cannot stop wanting to talk about God. And even more, my prayer life went through a gigantic metamorphosis. I mean, you talk about—it's like a tsunami. It's like a—it's like a, a, a metamorphosis of note. That suddenly I couldn't wait for the next prayer session to start. What was this that they only had one prayer meeting? In those days, in that church, on a Wednesday night, they would come together. Mostly were men that were there and they would now have their prayer meeting and uh, and they were all sitting there and the ministers were all leading the thing because they were now ministers and we were just people sitting there. Listen, my friend. When the Holy Spirit took me, and that whole bunch could not stop me. I got up to the front of the church. I won't forget that night. They were still sitting in their chairs. Now the churches is, is uh, had like one, two, three blocks, a big block in the middle and a side small blocks, my side small block. And we were all sitting in the prayer on the left, small block, and uh Okay, fine, so 20, 30 of us or whatever. I got up, walked to the front, bowed on my knees and I let rip in tongues. I mean, I went for it. What? You know, there's a song that says, Oh, what a night. The next thing happened, Without any premeditation. And of course I didn't have. I didn't have any. Knowledge. No premeditation. Nothing. Then next thing I started prophesying. And I began to speak about things like. How long will the people. Not realize. That I am God in their midst. I tell you the people all stormed forward. They went on their knees also. And they prayed. Now, I've never heard in a Pentecostal church that people pray like that. I never heard that. But then I couldn't care because I was so full of the Holy Spirit and I was talking in tongues and prophesying and talking in tongues and prophesying. Talking about the return of the Lord and I just know these words just spilled over my lips and I didn't even know what, where it came from. Who said what? Who told you to say what? What a night. And you know, those people there, they couldn't get up. They were just on the ground. They said, tonight... Revival has come to the church and it was revival. It was just such an enormous, enormous moment that nothing in the world could stop me now. It was, it was, one of the ministers came up to me and a Greek uh, doctorate and he said to me, you have a call of God in your life. He said, do you want to become a pastor? Now, normally, I know what to answer, what answer to give for whatever. I'm just like that. But for a moment, I could not give him an answer. For a moment, I knew what the answer was. I knew I had to become a minister. I just knew it. So for a moment I hesitated Then I said indeed I must. It's not a case of want to become. It's a case of you must. They took me to a board of all the regional pastors coming together. and They said if you don't give this guy a church straight away and put him into the theological college if you don't do it he's going to start a church of his own. We better take him in. And I just thank God I just started just started tithing. So they they checked, does this at least, this is going to be a church leader now, does he tithe? And we did. Mort saw to that. And uh, so we were tithers. And uh, because I was a graduate at the university, so they said, okay, you can do it, you can do it by correspondence. So I did it by correspondence. And uh, so that's where the story began. But let me tell you something. It's an unstoppable force. It is a glorious force. It's the spirit of glory and of God. It is the spirit of Christ. It is the Holy Spirit. It is my best friend, companion that I have on this earth. He has come to empower me. My Pentecost began there. I could still wait for another Pentecost to come sometime in the year. No, it began right there, right there. I was straight into Pentecost. Wouldn't miss a single prayer meeting. Wouldn't miss nothing in church, neither church services, nor whatever, wherever we had to do, whatever we had to go, wherever we had to go for the church, I was right like front in the row, And I could not for the life of me understand how then is it that people do not do not attend church services, attend a prayer meeting, attend this or, I just I, I mean to me it's like please tell me to explain the color of the ten nearest stars to the earth, explain why it is that color, what about the me? Spectrom- spect- concerning those stars, what can I learn from those things? Please explain that. I could explain that, but I'll tell you what, there's one thing I couldn't understand. I could not understand that Christians do not come to church. I could not understand why Christians would backslide. I could not understand why they would spend all their time with all kinds of personal things in their lives that kept them away from God. And God said to me, put away all idols in your life. Put it away. Get rid of it. And I did. And the journey began for God. Now, in my next session, I'm going to take you is just to give you some ideas of how the Holy Spirit is transferred now from one person to the other. Because at the end of the day, no matter which way we look at it, it starts with somebody who gets it from somebody, who gets it from somebody, who gets it from somebody. It transfers. The Holy Spirit transfers. But oh, what a feeling of utter holiness when He takes hold of you and He begins to propel you into the God-life, purpose-driven life that He has for you. I bless you. I really bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com